Hey, good morning, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. It is October the 21st. So glad to see you here this morning. So let's go ahead and get underway with our stress to the nines. Uh, today, we're going to break up a passage about wealth and possessions into three separate parts. So we'll spend the rest of the week on this passage from the conclusion. Well, it's not even the conclusion, the middle of the 10th chapter of Mark's gospel. So this is about wealth. As I mentioned, it's about possessions. So let me give you some context before we get underway to make sure that you hear it appropriately. The first thing to understand, as this is directed towards wealthy people, is that the odds are pretty fair that most of the people listening to this and watching this fall into the richest 10% of people in the world. Almost everybody watching this falls into the wealthiest 40% of people in the world. So in all likelihood, you are among the wealthier people on the planet. Uh, certainly, uh, in all likelihood, you are within the top 10% of wealthy people on the planet. So make sure you think about that as you hear this. Okay, let's read verses 17 through 22 of the 10th chapter of the Gospel of Mark. As Jesus was setting out on a journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. He said to him, Teacher, I have kept all these since my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, You lack one thing. Go. Sell what you own and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When he heard this, he was shocked and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So a couple of things for context before we actually try to apply this passage. First off, during Jesus' time, it was assumed that if you had money, that you had been blessed by God, that you were spiritually uh, successful and that your material success was a manifestation of that faith. Uh, this is a familiar idea to us in modern America. Uh, if you know about something called the prosperity gospel, which says that God blesses us according to our faith. That is what Jesus is debunking here in this particular passage. And we're going to debunk that over this day and the next two. But just know that that's why the man was so confused. He thought he had been living a moral and upright life by following the commandments. But when Jesus pointed out that his relationship to his stuff was a stumbling block on his way to the kingdom of heaven and in his ability to follow him, the man was simply left speechless and walked away. He was sad, Mark tells us, because he had many possessions. So what are we to make of this in a country where almost all of us are wealthy and almost all of us have way more stuff than we can actually use or need? What it means is that we're supposed to have a fundamentally different relationship as followers of Jesus to wealth and stuff than the people around us. Accumulation is not a goal. Getting as much as we can is not a goal. Monitoring our wealth closely and making sure that we always have enough is not a goal. Our wealth exists to serve others. Now we're going to do this better and worse over the course of our lives and depending on what we have. 
But make no mistake that we should have a very thoughtful relationship with our possessions and our wealth. They don't define us. They don't define other people. And we should hold them loosely rather than tightly. Jesus is trying to reorient not only our theology around wealth, but also our relationship to stuff, possessions, and wealth in this world. And he's trying to point out that the more stuff we have, the harder it is to follow him. Because who can carry all that stuff when we don't know where we'll be called to go? I think all of us can think of ways in which stuff that we have functions not as something that brings us a lot of joy, but as an anchor, a weight around our necks. We have to buy storage units for all of our stuff because we can't even fit it inside of our houses. Our stuff, our possessions, our wealth, Jesus is trying to reconfigure how we look at those things, how we think about those things. And he's saying to us, be very careful with accumulation and how we hold them. All right, let's pray. Holy God, on this day, we're grateful for the blessings that we have. And we pray that those blessings might be used to serve you and to serve others in your name. On this day, help us to hold what we have lightly. Help us to have a healthy relationship to our wealth and to our possessions and to our stuff. And help us to think through how best we can serve you with the resources we have. Guide us this day, strengthen us this day, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Okay, that concludes our Stress of the Nines for this morning. Tasha will be back tonight, and I'll see you tomorrow. Until then, peace. ourselves for the day. Stick around. Thanks everybody for listening to this edition of Stress to the Nines. You can follow us online on Facebook and watch us each day there, or you can follow us on the One Pres Pod, First Presbyterian Podcast of Stress to the Nines, sermons, Sunday school classes, and other content from First Presbyterian Church. Thanks so much for joining us today. Until next time, peace.